So for this episode, we watched uh, Get Out, Jordan Peele's debut horror movie uh, that I'm just going to get this out of the way right now. I feel woefully inadequate to talk about, so this is a good idea. Uh, It's a very good idea. uh, Johnny, you'd seen this movie before, right? Yeah, but it was was a few years ago, um, and I liked it a lot more the second time I watched it, which was this time. This was the second time. Good job. You did it. (laughs) Uh, Vicky, had you seen this? Lucas had. Wow, that's that's the question I asked. And he watched. <laughs> Dang. I mean, like I hadn't, but yeah, he watched it with me, and he was like, "Oh man, I don't remember this." <laughs> uh, did you know anything about this movie going into it? Oh. Okay. Cool. <laughs> no, I I didn't know anything. Absolutely nothing. Sweet. So, uh, what'd you guys think of this movie? It's really good was good it was not as scary as i thought it would be it was more thriller than... i thought this movie was terrifying but like not in like the this is the, the, this the is movies that we've the, just watched this is one of the scariest movies we've watched yes i mean we haven't watched that many movies that you guys actually say are scary i mean uh, i don't think it's blair witch scary but i thought it was scarier than blair witch that was a never mind it's hard to tell because you really liked Blair Witch. <laughs> That's the joke. I thought it was really scary, and you guys don't. Do you sort of? Never mind. It's fine. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Uh. So, Vicky, you said you didn't think it was very scary. I mean, it was scary. It was just not in the way I was expecting. Got it. There were no jump scares. The deer didn't get you. The deer jump scare. Um. It got me, and I only got like I only got got like once in it too. <laughs> well, and there's like a million jump scares. It was just like one after the other, man. I couldn't catch a break. <laughs> Maybe I got jump scared out. A lot of jump scares. I don't. I was tense throughout this whole movie though, because like I was expecting something, and then nothing ever happened in terms of jump scare, except for that deer, and that was at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and also I don't think the deer was really that much of a jump scare. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's just so the the whole movie is not. There's sort of a creeping sense of dread, right? Yeah. Right up until the point with the sunken place. So it's just like creeping dread. Like this is not great. This is not a great situation. You should go. You should listen to your friend. Mm-hmm. They're gonna make you a sex slave. Um, yeah. And then the sunken place. Yeah. And but there's just like it's just sort of this background dread of like this all seems weird but like what's going on why is this dude running at me in the middle of the night why is the why is georgina i think that was super scary oh man yeah um but like then you go to the sunken place and it's just sort of horrifying yeah Mm -hmm. um it's absolutely terrifying yeah um so i think this movie is scary like i'm not scared watching it but like what it's doing is very scary and like the things that it's doing are all very scary like it's very good sort of horror especially that just building dread of just like everything seeming just a little bit off um starting with the two uh oh god is this gonna be one of those things where i can't say black people (laughs) this is gonna be don't make it weird don't make it weird don't make it weird (laughs) (laughs) so just full disclosure we have three essentially middle class white people uh, so we're who this movie is about. Um, we are the ones who are the racist in this movie. <laughs> good to, good um, to clarify that. Yeah, and I, I sort of drove that point home when I couldn't say the, like, two black servants, right? Yeah. So, fuck, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Doing good so far. Yeah. Uh, there's a... Uh, I probably won't uh, want to get too deep into you the, just like, call them the grandparents. I could have just called them the grandparents, yes, but I got so afraid of saying black people that I couldn't say anything else. So, 
we may or may not leave this part in. Uh, <laughs> there's this really good article by Wesley Morris about this movie uh, that I'll probably link in the description um, that I was reading before this because I, I, like I said, feel inadequate to discuss the like themes of this movie too deeply uh, because I have not experienced the point of view of this movie, right? I've experienced the point of view of the bad people in this movie, uh, which is sort of uncomfortable. Um, but I got like two paragraphs into this this article and I was like, oh man, am I racist? And I think the answer ended up being maybe. Hard maybe. Yeah, there's, I'm just gonna uh, read this quote. Oh God, I've lost it. I read it to Johnny before the, uh, um, before we were recording, and this is from uh, Jordan Peele talking about uh, the restricted ways bigotry is discussed, uh, and he says, we're never going to fix this problem of racism if the idea is you have to be in a KKK hood to be part of the problem. Um, and Wesley Morris goes on to say, the culture still tends to think of American racism as a disease of the Confederacy rather than as a national pastime with particular regional traditions like barbecue. Um, and the Get Out is set in the Northeast where racial attitudes uh, veer towards self-congratulatory tolerance, which, mm. man, that, set, that last sentence is just <laughs> like a knife. Yeah. So that's probably as deep as I'll get in. Again, this is... Uh, an article from Wesley Morris in New York Times. I'll uh, put a link to it in the show notes. Um, anyways, on that note, what do you guys think of this movie? I thought it was absolutely terrifying. I think this is one of the scary, mo- scarier movies that you want, like actually scary movies, like up there with uh, The Shining. Yeah, me. I think it's sort of scary in the same way The Shining is scary, right? So for me. It was scary in the way that Perfect Blue was. Okay. Is I mean, I was terrified by that movie. Yeah. Shining. Yeah, I think it's sort of the same same sort of idea. Um, sort of this movie, Perfect Blue and The Shining all have the same sort of like, you don't really know what's going on. You don't really know what to trust and what not to trust. Um, and that just creates this sinking sense of dread that you feel for the first I don't know, hour of this movie before anything even really happens, right? Yeah. Um, and I Just think sort of tension building. Yeah, it's super effective. And, mm-hmm. like, I spent a long time just unhappy watching this movie. <laughs> but, like, in a good way, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just, like, yeah, very tense and sort of unsettling for maybe an hour or so, and then it gets just, just straight fucked. Um, yeah, I think like a lot of other really good horror movies, the setup is it's like it's pure drama, right? It's just like it, it might not even be a horror movie, and then the the turn happens. Yeah, yeah. So this movie uh, is a lot like uh, is sort of similar to a Quiet Place in that, like I would watch this movie if they didn't try to put an old white dude's brain into Chris's head, right? Yeah. Like, if it was just, like, he went to this, uh, his, uh, girlfriend's parents, and they were these weird sort of... If it was, like, Meet the Fockers, but not a comedy. Yeah, yeah, and then they had this weird party with the, this one weird token black guy, uh, and then they just, like, it's just like, well, that was a real weird weekend, and they went home. (laughs) I would still watch that. Like, it'd still be really good. And I think that's sort of the basis for all the all the like good horror movies, right? Is that they're good movies on their own, and then they inject horror into it. Yeah. Um, it's like why Hereditary is so good, why The Shining is so good. Like they just start with a good movie with a good story, and then they they just inject genre into it instead of like The Conjuring, where it's just like, hey, there's a witch here, and we're gonna we're gonna make you scared <laughs> of this witch. <laughs> There might be a time and a place for both uh, styles. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Like, uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is, like, I think, like, perfect sort of schlocky horror. It's so good. I love every second of it. But it's not, like, a great movie, right? Maybe it's a great slasher. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I think like, great uh, is an exaggeration. But if you if you if you get rid of all of the horror elements of it, you don't have a movie, right? There's nothing sort of interesting happening there. That isn't a man with long arms and knives for hands, right? Uh, yes. And that part is still horror. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing okay. there if you don't have the horror, right? I thought you were saying all that was left after you took out the horror. <laughs> after you take out the horror, all you have left is long arms. Just <laughs> long, <laughs> noodly arms. <laughs> yeah, and a drunk mom. Uh, but like, oh, I feel yeah. sort of similarly about the quiet place. Or a quiet place, right? Like, I would watch that movie if it was just about this family that. For some reason, they have to be. They have to be quiet, but it's not because monsters are coming to get them or whatever, right? Maybe it's, it's like mom is sleeping. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, or like the government. I don't know. Some non-horror reason that they have to be quiet. Like I would have watched that movie without the monsters, and like the monsters just sort of ratchet it up and make me like it even more. Yeah. Um, and this movie is a lot like that. Um, so yeah, Vicky, did you like this movie? Um, really good. Nice. It was. So we're at like two movies in a row that you like actually liked. Three, if you're counting it, chapter one. So if we just ignore it, chapter two, it's three in a row. <laughs> uh. I like chapter two. Oh, so I four. It was because you liked Scream. You have you are on record as liking Scream. Yes, that one was very good. <laughs> okay, and we so, all like. I don't know. That one was <laughs> Scream was uh, good in a, a very different way. Yeah. Yes. It's... <laughs> Scream was not going to win an Oscar, right? Maybe it should have. I think maybe Matthew Lillard deserved one. Um... <laughs> but no. This is oh, this is something I meant to look up. Is this like our first movie with like real awards pedigree? Did The Shining win any, win any Oscars? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, gonna have to look that up. Uh, you guys sort of vamp for a second. Awards and nominations. Whoa! It got nominated for like three Razzies. The Shining? No, two Razzies. Sorry. Worst actress Shelley Duvall, that's horrible. And worst director oh. Stanley Kubrick, also horrible. <laughs> None of that oh. aged well. <laughs> this movie is basically perfect. I mean, no. He was terrible. Oh, he was a terrible person, but he's a very good director. Those are sort of different things. It won a Saturn Award for Best Supporting Actor for Scatman Crothers. Oh, Scatman was really good. He was really good. Uh, anyways, we're talking about Get Out. So this, this is our, I guess, only movie with, like, real awards pedigree? The first movie. Did, well, the only movie Brilliant. we've watched, right? Yeah, but I mean, you don't want to jinx so it. So far. We yeah. will eventually watch other... What's that, Vicky? Is it Alien? No. Probably not. Academy Award for Best Production Design. Oh, hell. Alien was the first. Okay, well then never mind. We did it. Um, um. <laughs> Alright, this is our Oscars podcast. <laughs> this is me. So this is sort of similar to The Shining where I just desperately tried to talk about anything but The Shining. <laughs> I sort of feel myself doing that again with Get Out. Just like desperately trying to talk to, about anything other than this movie. Uh, anyways, so let's get uh, straight to it. Uh, what's the scariest scene in this movie? I'm going to start because I only have one and I know that it's the same as what you guys have probably. <laughs> so I'm just going to say it and make you guys come up with something else. Uh, it's, it's the sunken place. Yeah, it's the first trip to the sunken place. Yeah. Like, it's And I don't think it's close. Like That's so horrifying when she uh, tells him to sink into the floor and then you just watch him collapse down and is like he's swimming in like space or something with the little screen yeah. that he can see her through that's uh that imagery is very scary uh i think that what it is a metaphor for is probably very scary uh <laughs> not probably i think it is very scary <laughs> pretty terrifying um but 
yeah no that that scene is very and it's the first time that you're like so like the grandparents are sort of weird right but it's like okay i'm pretty sure georgina is gonna stab this dude but it's not that scary right this is the first time that i was just like watching it the first time uh i was just like holy shit like just like jaw-dropping uh yeah do you guys have thoughts about this scene? I assume that at least one of you, Johnny, you'd think you were going to talk about it. Yeah, it's utterly terrifying. I think just like that alone is like utterly terrifying. Like it made me feel like a like a visceral feeling in my gut. Um, yeah. And it's definitely not something. I don't know. We've talked a couple times about like different types of horror movies um, and how different people find different things uh, scary. And this is just the kind of thing that really terrifies me. Just the, the idea of that. It's like being, you know, buried alive, but still you're in your own body. Yeah, this is like being buried alive, but so much worse, right? Yeah. Especially once you get the implication uh, towards the end of uh, that he will still be a passenger. Yeah, um, it like just keeps getting worse from there. You just see uh, Chris's realization of what that means, and he just like croaks out the sunken place, like oh my god like that's the whole the whole idea of the sunken place is just absolutely terrifying um it's one of the like just scariest like conceits in any of these movies i think yeah other than being lost in the woods maybe (laughs) uh yeah so uh vicky how about you if you don't want me to choose the same thing well okay so real um, quick we all say that right is that where we're at yeah. all three of yes. us think the same thing I, I mean I've got a I've got a runner up if we want to talk about another scary moment uh yeah let's do that um so the the moment after you the viewer sort of realizes that uh the girlfriend I forget her name um was in on it all along and like Oh yeah, she's Rose. up sitting in her room, and like she goes from like hot girlfriend to one of the McPoyles, eating cereal <laughs> and milk separately. Yeah. Um, and you just sort of think back to like all of the ways that she's been manipulating Chris for the entire film, um, from definitely not accidentally calling the cops instead of animal control to just sort of like everything, right? Well, no, so that that like what's more sinister about that scene looking back on it once you realize that she's in on it is that the reason she didn't want him to hand over the id is not because she was like mad about the injustice it's because they planned to kidnap and essentially murder him right and just be like and they wanted no evidence that he was up there right so if the the cop checks his id potentially writes a report with his name in it like the whole thing is gone but she's like no you can't do that and she plays her like white girl guilt and outrage right right it was very good and And like all all of those pieces because there's like a dozen different times in the movie where she's doing small little manipulative things and i didn't even think of that (laughs) (laughs) oh i have another scariest scene i think this is actually my scariest scene um and it's when it's at the very end after um the not grandpa has shot rose and then shot himself um mm. and he's and chris is strangling her and then you see the the lights oh the yeah yeah and and my stomach just like sank i was like this is definitely uh-huh. that cop from earlier and he's gonna see a black man strangling a white girl who has been shot i was like he's gonna get like he's fucked like that was that was just crushing that scene and then it turned into the best scene maybe in movies (laughs) do we want to talk about rod for a minute because he's awesome rod of the ts motherfucking a (laughs) they got shit handled handled when he's in the police office and he's just talking about how like he did some detective work and like they're detectives so like they're probably pretty good at it but like not as good as him because he's got like terrorism <laughs> shit to deal with oh man i uh, just i fucking love him or when uh they he warns chris that he's gonna be 
like don't let him turn you into a sex slave or something because white people love turning uh black people into sex slaves uh mm-hmm. and then he sees the other the other guy who is like a a passenger at the party mm-hmm. who is very obviously just a sex slave right mm-hmm. at least at that point before you know what's going on and rod just yells sex slave <laughs> It's very good. He was very needed in this movie. Like, the it would have been just such an oppressive downer the whole time without him. Like, yeah, he makes the experience so much like more bearable. <laughs> like, like it's the difference between. Uh, I think that this movie very easily could become The Shining, which is just a movie made to hurt people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and Rod really helps with that. So does a uh, uh, somehow racist Theon. He also sort of helps because he's just so like so over the top. My whole body just like recoils and like I shrink into myself in the scene where he's like trying to like wrestle Chris. I'm like, oh my god, this is the least self-aware person on the entire planet. This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Like it was like you took all of the worst moments of the British office and the American office and just condensed <laughs> it into like 30 seconds. And I'm just like, oh God, I like my heart's like palpitating thinking about it. And everyone else is like, ah, boys will be boys. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like if, if the first thought is not like when he's talking about like with your genetics and physique, like, or build or whatever, I'm just like, oh my God, this, I'm out. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I'm done with this. Like the fact that <laughs> everyone else in the family just like rolled their eyes and was like, well, you know, racist Theon. That's just how he is with a couple drinks in him. That's how he gets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real happy when he gets got. Yeah, all the kills are very satisfying. And then gets got a second time? He gets double got. <laughs> um so okay. Uh Vicky, do you have a runner up? scary scene since johnny and i both had one uh yeah when they started the freaking operation oh yeah uh, is that not what you're here for i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> they're actually gonna go do it is he gonna get away also seeing that part was just not great <laughs> seeing his brain seeing the skull come yeah. off of the brain yeah yeah you know <laughs> well if you look enough. if you look at the imdb goofs oh uh you can see that hang on a sec maybe it's not an imdb oh factual when the neurosurgical operation is being performed the surgeon lift off the skull and we are looking directly onto the brain the technique of removing a piece of bone like this is totally uncommon but okay (laughs) it's not a real operation but since the brain is covered by a thick membrane the dura matter Duramater? I don't know. This person either has very bad spelling or I don't know any of these words. Uh, is virtually impossible to remove at the same time as the bone. In the middle, there's a thick doubling of the membrane down into the split between the two halves, and there's a significant blood vessel. So maybe they didn't figure out that this Dang. is a movie. Uh, Immersion ruined, right? <laughs> so does that that sort of make that scene better for you, Vicky, since they very clearly were not operating on a real human brain? Um... Better. No. Uh, still gross. Um, yeah. Now that you've got me on the goofs page. Um, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Below that one, it says, uh, transportation security officers are not federal law enforcement officers, and do not drive airport patrol cars. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty. Authority outside of an airport security checkpoint. Uh, I find that incorrect. <laughs> Rod is perfect in all ways and is better than a detective. Clearly. Uh, um, I mean, mostly he's just a really good friend. Really, mm-hmm. just the best friend. We should all wish that we have Rods in our life. Wow, just fucking crickets on that one. Don't all jump in, guys. Uh, just gonna let it kind of <laughs> sit. Just like, oh, oh, we're not that you close. You kind of cracked out for me oh well it's okay vicky i know we're not close uh (laughs) um anyways uh 
So let's let's talk about our favorite parts. Uh, Johnny, how about you start? Oh man, uh, there's so many good scenes. There's so many like I don't know. So obviously, like the the ending, I think is maybe all of our favorite parts, or should be when Rod shows up and saves his buddy. I mean, that's just really good. That is really good. Um, but also, like, the party, like, when, when Chris is just walking around and every single person he walks at, or has a conversation with is just, like, the same weird racist shit. Oh, my God. Every single one of them wants to, like, touch his muscles or ask him about the size oh, of man. his dick or touch his hair. Like, holy And he's just dealing shit. with, like, a champ because, you know, like, it's just something he goes through, like, fucking everywhere. Yeah. It's not great. It's not a great look for, like, society. And yeah, also not for the people, people who want to steal the other people's bodies. It's not a great look for them. <laughs> this whole movie is sort of a bad look for the body-stealing body people. You know? Have we thought about them? I did think that um, this movie is to TSA agents as Body Snatchers is to restaurant uh, inspector of people. Yeah. <laughs> it does probably glamorize it a little bit. I'm not sure that it does. A little bit. <laughs> like, I just, I love when they have Rod. She, Rod explains it all to the female detective, and then she calls him the other two people, and you think they're taking it very seriously because, like, oh, this guy's been missing, and there's another another person missing, and they just fucking start cracking up at the end. Is so good. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, Vicky, yeah. What, what? Oh. No, I was just gonna say like party scene was good. I don't know if it was actually. It's not my favorite scene. I think favorite scene is the end when Rod shows up and saves him. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Vicky? Um. So it's not so much. It's something that I liked that happened. Like when she. That was her name, right? Rose. When she switched into, like, oh, I've been in on this the whole time, and she puts her hair up, and, you know, that's the switch. And she puts on that very good all-white outfit. <laughs> yeah, like, that was definitely a reminiscent of, like, I don't know, fucking colonial jungle hunters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that might be on purpose. Yeah, she even I had, know. like, the hat. Oh, for sure. But, like... <laughs> It was just, like, immediate switch. Yeah, and they really stuck. Like, in one scene, they really stuck. She's a sociopath. Oh, my God, with the freaking... She's drinking her freaking milk and eating Fruit Loops dry. The milk yeah. has a spoon in it, too, I think. Straw. Straw. Oh, is it a straw? Okay. Yeah, she's drinking it with a straw. She's drinking it with a straw. Loops out of a bowl, dry. So I'm not going to talk about how I eat cereal, then, I <laughs> guess. <laughs> While you listen to this, this is the time of my life or whatever that fucking song is. Yeah, I mean, I don't eat it staring straight ahead blankly like I'm contemplating how I'm going to steal the body of... Uh, I just can't do it. I just can't say young black man. Do you... Well, how about when you're, like, on the internet looking at, like, NCAA <laughs> players? Prospects. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. She's so evil. Yeah. She's just, like... The whole time, I'm, like... I think the mom is the most evil, right? Because she does the, like, horrible sunken place thing. And then you see the, all the pictures of Rose's, like, uh, significant others, and you get to the end, and it's Georgina. And I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then she's just, like, mm -hmm. is, like, casually sitting on a computer looking at, oh, who's the best, who are the best black athletes? Do, 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 boop, boop, boop. But I mean, the parents raised that little sociopath, right? So I think they're still worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I think we can just distribute blame evenly here. <laughs> they're all pretty I bad. I think they're all the worst. Um, I think that somehow racist Theon is not as bad as the rest of them, because at least he's actually just racist all the time, right? <laughs> and you can forgive him a little bit because he's stupid, maybe? Well, no, it's just, like, he doesn't have this, like, weird, insidious motive. He's just, like, he's a racist. I get that. This is a racist person. I understand that. Right? But, like, 
her uh, Rose and her parents are so just like sinister about all of it like pretending to be good people like uh, acting like normal weird middle-aged white people like and then they're just super evil whereas racist Theon I guess the the gulf between where he starts and where he ends is not as wide as the others right <laughs> he wears his heart on his sleeve yeah his, ra- his racist heart yeah he's not pretending that he's not here to like steal black people's bodies right while wearing a knight's helmet yeah that was super that, that is just a weird dude he's, <laughs> he's very racist very into wrestling and the helmet is weird i thought it was just a motorcycle helmet and then like chris picks it up at the end and i'm just like what the hell but it also makes it just makes total sense though right like it just fits somehow yeah no it makes sense because he's the worst (laughs) (laughs) he's tied it's a four-way tie for the worst and it's the four armitages and then everyone else at the party is like they're like 1a and then the people at the party are like 1b uh, Do you think we need a Get Out sequel where, like, we hunt down every one of the people at the party and kill them? Maybe we can cobble together a flamethrower. No, probably not. <laughs> I feel that like, movie doesn't need to be made. I feel like we said enough with the first Get Out. You're probably right. <laughs> um, so I'm going to talk about my favorite part then, um, and it's just, right. uh, just because of pure catharsis. But when he smashes racist Theon in the head with a croquet ball. I think it was a croquet ball. Either a croquet ball or a bocce ball. And he just like reaches up and pulls the cotton out of his ears. I just like, I've seen this movie a few times and every time I'm just like, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck that guy. Good job with the cotton, that was very smart. (laughs) I know, when he took it out, I was like, no, keep it in, keep it in. Sure. You're not done. Yeah, especially when he sees the mom like across the room and there's like the instead of the gun in the center of the room they both go for it's a teacup I thought that was very good a good sort of twist on something that happens in literally every horror or action movie you cut out a bit Ah, whatever it was a dumb point we can move on um yeah so do you guys have other thoughts about this movie do we want to do best kill yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> or we can just talk about all the kills because they're all very good. We've already talked about Racist Theon. Yeah, and there's only three of them. So, well, we haven't actually talked about the best part of Racist Theon. No, there was there was four. Rose doesn't really... Oh, uh, are you talking about when the... Oh, Georgina? Does Georgina die? Georgina dies in the car. Yeah. No. Accident, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the grandpa kills himself. Well, mom, mom doesn't so actually kill himself. An interesting thing about a lot of the kills or the fight scenes in general is they they kind of did the the off camera thing. Like he stabs mom in the eye, presumably with yeah. like scissors. Yeah. But you don't really see it. You hear it. Yeah. Um I mean, this isn't John Wick. They they're the... not going to show the eyeball right. getting stabbed. But I mean, a lot of a lot of the horror movies we've been watching do that kind of thing, and a lot of, and a lot of times it comes across as just kind of cheesy and and not well done but it worked really well in this movie yeah the only the only one that you really see so you see the not grandpa shoot himself in the head which is very shocking it was very good like still very shocking um and you see the dad get gored through the throat which is awesome yeah it's very good um yeah so so and then rose i guess she doesn't die but just watching her getting choked out was pretty intense yeah and she probably dies she's not gonna live there very long right i mean she well she'd be in the sequel uh i think she was in the sequel it was called the perfection what was it called peter pan live (laughs) oh man i wish i'm gonna watch that movie it looks very bad it costs ten dollars to watch on amazon so i probably won't watch it uh a lot of money but christopher walken is hook i'm very into um, oh man. Anyways, uh, so which one of those was what? What kill was your favorite, Johnny? Uh, Dad getting gored by the antlers it was very good. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good. Well, and like I was totally expecting a jump scare there, even like 
Mm-hmm. Every time I rewatch it, I keep thinking, oh, they're going to do, this is a, a, this is definitely a jump scare where the, the deer shows up. And it just isn't. It just holds on the dad. And then he does the thing where he turns and then looks sort of surprised. Then you just see Chris with the front part of a deer just <laughs> boom right into him. It's very good. Uh, Vicky, how about you? Uh, Racist Theon, take two. Yeah. yeah. So that's also that my talk f- he, he oh, did yeah. about judo at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and he's counting the seconds out. <laughs> God, what a fucking idiot. He's just the fucking worst. Um, I really like how just like smart Chris is. Yeah. Uh, thinking of like, he gets him to open the door. Yeah, thinking of the cotton, and he's like, "Oh, I can trick him into kicking the door closed to get him, then stab him in the leg." Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that one's also my favorite, uh, and it ends with like a reverse of American of the opening of American History X. Have you guys seen that movie? Uh, oh, it's been a while. No. So Edward Norton plays a Nazi. Um, and it starts with him like uh, a black guy like breaks into his house and Edward Norton gets him on the ground like at gunpoint tells him to bite the curb and then he smashes the back of his head oh my god um, but you get sort of the yeah it's not great it's not a good look for Edward Norton and he's got a big old <laughs> swastika on his chest it's not great it's like this is probably not a person to emulate right um but if I'm remembering correctly, the um, the actual like act that he does is shot similarly to the way Chris is shot when he just stomps repeatedly. I don't want you all coming up here. I don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trying to get through this, and you're just yeah. I accidentally started playing the American History X trailer there, uh, so that's going in the episode. Uh, <laughs> whoopsie. Um, but yeah, it's sort of a, it, it at least felt to me like a reverse of American History X, which was just very cathartic. All of yeah. the kills were very cathartic, I think. Yeah. Huh? Um, yeah. Uh, do you guys have any other thoughts about this movie? Uh, no, I, it was just really good, and it was smart, and I like I like when a movie gives you the clues kind of as it goes, and I feel like if you, if your mind was in the right place you were getting enough clues to figure this out before before Chris or before you know what I mean like before the movie like handed it to you and I think that's really cool it's like the opposite of Friday the 13th where it's just like a bunch of kills and at the end it's some random thing you never could have guessed right right um, and I feel yeah. like this movie is giving you enough clues to go along where if you're smart enough you can figure it out and I think that's really cool or at least at the end when the turn happens you're like oh shit this all makes so much more sense now right yeah like yeah uh, i think this movie is really good this movie so this movie is sort of what reignited my uh love of horror i uh one day couldn't come home because i5 north was closed um so i drove to a movie theater in the like it was snowing and went and watched this movie with like one other person in the theater um it was great i was like blown away i was like wait do i like horror movies and uh turns out yeah i do uh and here i am now uh imagine that a famous horror podcast running a horror podcast (laughs) empire uh with such shows such as this one and such listeners as uh my mother which is horrifying (laughs) that's the true horror horror, is that my mom listened to our (laughs) alien episode uh yeah uh do you have any like closing thoughts vicky i did but then i i forgot what it was in the midst of this conversation perfect um uh god thinking about it when johnny was talking about how like smart it was yeah i guess well so while you think about that i have a question for you which is gonna make it very easy for you to think about (laughs) other things huh Uh, it's okay i can multitask dope so you've liked now if we ignore friday the 13th which is a horrible pile of shit (laughs) you've liked basically four movies in a row that we've watched right and i would say at least three of those are like 
No, all of them, because one of them is Scream. So it's Scream, It Chapter 1, It Chapter 2, and Get Out, right? Those are, like, legitimate horror movies that you, like, like. So do you feel like your relationship to horror movies is changing? Like, or are you still just as affected by them now as you were when you watched, say, Hereditary? Uh, So, in line for me, uh how scared I am and how much enjoyment I'm getting out of the movie. If the movie goes over the scary line, then it's too scary for me to enjoy. Got it. So if it's, so like, uh, It Chapter 2, and this is, like, this is a movie we saw in the theaters, uh, so I, like, all together, uh, so I have more context for It. And I guess Midsummer also, but Midsummer wasn't, like, scary, it was just weird as fuck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, uh, you were, like, freaking out for a large part of that movie, but it never yes. crossed, like, the hereditary line? Is that basically what you're saying? Oh. Because, mostly because it was rooted in, like, the alien thing, but, like, it was not mostly supernatural shit crosses that line. Got it. So, like, ghosts and demons and shit. Yes. Yeah, I feel like in um, it also, like, the bad guys a lot of times are big cartoony monster things. Yes, that helps. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's when I can't see. Uh, you cut out there, Vicky. <laughs> Saying if, uh, if I can't see it, that's much more terrifying, and that's not enjoyable to me. So what you're saying is you should never look away, because when you look away, you can't see it, and then it makes it scarier. Mm, mm, not true. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, well, did, did, I, did that give you time to remember what you wanted to say? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Perfect. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to remember in like five minutes. <laughs> you'll probably remember as soon as I hit stop recording, you'll start talking, and then I'll, I'll hit start uh-huh. recording again after it's fine nah, uh, that's never happened uh <laughs> anyways so that's get out um this movie's it's super good um i don't think that's a controversial opinion um unless you're on some of the dumber parts of the internet uh yeah we all it sounds like we all really liked it um, oh, i remembered it i remembered it nice perfect timing by me um so i that everybody else who was a body as it were trigger be the flash of a camera but his was not what do you mean like you know he take he took pictures and that's how he got the person to come out oh took yeah a picture so with like flash yeah so like he was but his trigger chris's trigger was the teacup no, so so, why didn't they... so the trigger for all of them was the teacup. It's just the flash scrambles their scrambles who's in charge momentarily. Does that so make sense? So everybody else had just thought you're it was interesting out. that everybody else. Yeah, we're we're sort of, you're cutting in and out, Vicky. Sorry. Um, interesting that everybody else had a camera flash. Did not. Yeah. So the flash wasn't their trigger, it was like an interrupter. Oh. The the teacup was specifically for the hypnosis. Was was the way that I was reading it. Yeah, I think that's right. It is interesting and it's not something that I actually thought about until just now. Uh so I'm very smart and I should be watching very intelligent movies and having intelligent opinions about them. Uh but it never <laughs> sort of clicked to me that he's a photographer and the way that he like his taking pictures is like what he can do to yeah. like help himself in these situations yeah. that and it uh also wasn't it wasn't lost on me this one the fact that he had to pick cotton to um prevent going to the sunken place um and i'll just leave that up to someone who is not me to make an intelligent comment about what that's saying I'm just gonna sort of leave that one alone. Yeah, I think that's a good idea for all three of us. (laughs) 
anyways, so that's Get Out. We all really liked it. Um, I'm the only person here who admitted that I'm a, probably a racist, so that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> good job, man. It's okay. Uh, I don't think I'm actually a racist. I'm just going to say that, and then everyone's going to be like, well, that's what a, a white racist would say. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, probably. I never thought that the sunken place was about incarceration rates and about just people being forgotten in jail. So, you know, whatever. That's fine. It's just talks about... Is that about... what it's about, or is it about... Well... So, so it's about... And this, the the Wesley Morris, I should say the name of this, it's called uh, Jordan Seems Peele's like it would be X-ray about... Vision. Um, but, so, it's sort of about... Jordan Peele talks about it being about... Uh, um... Oh my god, why can't I find it? He talks about it being about, like, the sunken place being about... White people building their civilization on the backs of black people? Well, yeah, so there's that. There's the fact that uh, it's about white control of the black body, right? Yeah. Um, But also, he talks specifically about... Uh, There we go. Uh, So in here, uh, this is Wesley Moore's uh, writing... And then it goes to a quote from Jordan Peele. Uh, But it's the sunken place is the movie's most potent metaphor. Peele says he devised it as a way of thinking about a crisis like the mass incarceration of black men. Uh, The first moment in the writing process where I sat there and cried, he told me, was realizing that while I was having fun writing this mischievous popcorn film, there were real black people who were being abducted and put into dark holes. And the worst part of it is we don't even think about them. I hadn't been thinking about them. We put them to the back of our minds. That was kind of a trigger point for me. This idea of the back of one's mind. So. Damn. Um, this movie, I think, the reason this movie has staying power is because it very clearly has a point of view and something to say. And that's something that it has to say, I think, is an important thing, right? Like, it's a, there's no, like, white savior in this movie. There's, there's none of that. This is very much a uh, black viewpoint about the racism of basically just white middle class wokeness um or like pseudo wokeness like the i would have voted for obama a third time um that's the thing my mom said when she was here like a week and a half ago (laughs) Uh, thank god yeah and it's like i sort of baited her into it so it's not entirely her fault but like that's not something that you get movies like this about and you don't get movies that are this popular that are about that Um, and I think that's a really important part of this movie and a really important part of why people are going to be thinking about and talking about this movie for a long time and why I think it'll it'll have legs because it's not about like what it's about is always going to be there right unless there's some very serious changes uh in our society and culture which I mean if there are they're going to be very slow coming because it's not like it's not about people burning crosses or like lynch mobs it's about just sort of complacency and yeah just people not so uh there's that after saying that i probably wouldn't get into what this like that sort of discussion uh yeah you can edit all that out yeah and i just think it's impossible to talk about this movie without acknowledging that and like um, I'm really glad that I found this article um, because uh, Wesley uh. Morris and Jordan Peele are both way smarter than me um, and both uh, have actually lived this experience and I haven't and never will. Um, so, yeah. There's Get Out. Uh, it's a great movie. It's uh, definitely top two, maybe top three Jordan Peele movies. Depending on how you feel about Keanu. <laughs> Reeves? No, the movie Keanu. I, kind of. Oh. So they they have a cat, Key and Peel, and and they name it Keanu. I don't know. I haven't actually seen that movie. Okay. Uh. Anyways, so uh, that's it for Get Out. Next week we're gonna watch Night of the Living Dead. Uh, we're actually doing a mini zombie, uh, section here. We're gonna do Night of the Living Dead, Evil oh, Dead, yeah. Twenty Eight Days Later. 
Uh, and then we have a, a very special fourth zombie movie that I'm not going to spoil right now. Um, and yeah, uh, so that's that. Thanks, guys, and thanks for listening. You're not going to do it, are you? No, no, there's no way I'm going to follow up Get Out with that. All right, that's fine. Whatever. Uh, Love you, bye. Just, thanks, Vicky. You can follow the Discomfort Zone on Twitter at zone underscore discomfort and contact us via email at discomfortzonepod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. So, and like, I get sort of the irony of this, but it's it's hard watching something where it's like, oh, I'm the bad guy. Like, that's me. Like, yeah. And that's my... I think that's... That's how I've been raised. And then and then the worst part of it is not so much that as having that thought and then thinking, well, shit, I'm always the good guy in every movie and some other, some person who is othered is the bad guy, right? Whether it's sure. like 80s action movies when they're all like fucking Russian terrorists or Eastern European terrorists. Yeah, or, or in the 90s when they're, uh, yeah, like Middle Eastern. Yeah, or any time since ever in their Middle Eastern. Um, it's just, that's tough. And that's a tough reality to have to face. And it's it's sort of shitty that I've never faced it before this movie, really. Um, and then I likely won't face it again. Like, it's very unlikely that another movie like this will happen. That is at least as sort of much of a phenomenon as Get Out. Like, they're obviously are other movies dealing with this but not all of them make 300 million dollars right yeah um, the first time i felt similarly was uh when i first saw eddie murphy and he starts making fun of like white people like hard and he they it can have a, there's that sort of negative like uh immediate response where it's like wait a minute that's not nice why are you making fun of me and it's like well this is like the one fucking time where somebody's making fun of white people. Yeah. Um, and that's what it feels like, man. You know? And so, like, it was similar the first time I even watched Get Out. It was like, oh, shit. Like, this is going down. Yeah, and, like, and I've had movies where it's, like, from a... And I don't know... I think it's just because it's happened more and I've had to confront it more. And I've sort of uh, accepted my role as, like, with masculinity. Um but like i've had that sort of thing happens with movies about women who are either terrorized or whatever by men right sure. and like and that's mm, imagine that yeah right like it's the same thing um <laughs> but sort of differently right because so so if a i'm not going to terrorize a woman right like i'm not going to do that i'm not going to go like stalk someone or assault someone. So, like, Perfect Blue is a really good example of this, right? So, like, yeah, that viewpoint is really easy for me to say, well, that's not me, right? Like, I'm not the, right. the dude who's stalking her and, like, gonna, like, rape and murder her, right? I would never do any yeah. of that. Like, You're I, 100% in control of, the, of that. Yeah, and, like, I'm not mm -hmm. gonna, like, I just know that's not me. I don't do that. And then I watch a movie like Get Out, and I'm just like, well fuck me man i probably would have voted for obama a third time <laughs> and what's like the what's like the no i'm not it's like nah i never even voted for obama once yeah so yeah well like by the end of it i was not super happy with obama because of like the prism spying stuff and he ran on a no more spying on americans platform and so i was like well that's not <laughs> ideal uh but I mean, when given the option is like if he was running a third time or we were going to elect Trump, like, eh, well, this may be an asterisk next to that. I would have voted for him a third time. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, but there's sort of circumstances that are causing that. But like, that's that's I think the problem is that with this movie, I can't say I mean, I can say literally that's not me. Right. Because I'm not going to take someone else's like take my brain and put it in someone else's body and say, well, you can ride along with me. And uh mm -hmm. I can basically literally make you my slave in all things. But, like, what it's getting at is, I mean, that's me. That's that's my sort of section of American society, right? It's what, like, it's people, like I said, yeah. like my, I could see my mom being this uh, annoying-ass, woke, middle-aged white lady, and I could see myself if, I mean, 
I wouldn't because I'm somewhat self-conscious and like uh, I have self-awareness but like if I was older I could see myself being the annoying ass dad who starts saying thang and like <laughs> fuck man don't like, say that about yourself man no like I wouldn't do that but like but just the sort of that sort of thing right that yeah. sort of racism and that sort of sort of oppressiveness and oppression I could see like I don't know like so that's what makes this movie hard for me um and it's why it's so effective and it's why i think about it a lot still and like why i think it's so good um and why i think it's important but it's still like it's not something i i'm used to and that makes me unhappy that it's not something i'm used to you know like that i've i've been in this position of basically like privilege going to movies right so like this movie comes out and it's celebrated because it's all from a black viewpoint there's no like white savior or anything right the yeah. savior mm -hmm. is the the black tsa agent um and so like or even just chris himself right like yeah he i was gonna say also chris. his own way out of there right right like, yeah and it's it's he a good turn these lights happen to be his friend but like he got out of there by himself yeah and mm -hmm. empowered himself to do that right and uh so i thought about this a lot when into the spider verse came out have you guys seen that yeah, I saw Spider-Verse. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking incredible. Um, I haven't. Nick Miller as Sweatpants Spider-Man is just inspired. Um, but Into the Spider-Verse <laughs> is about uh, not Peter Parker, but about Miles Morales, who is the uh, ultimate, at one point becomes Spider-Man in the Ultimate Comics. Um, and he is, uh, I think half latino half black right i don't recall um but he's mixed he's a mixed race and it's it was like it's a super big deal because it's this major comic book movie that is someone who is not a white superhero right like it's someone that that kids can say can see him and say that's like me i like i can see myself as him right it's the same yeah. thing with like black panther was like that right and it just made it that portion not of it, only not white but mixed yeah like that that really drives home for me like holy shit there's been eight other spider-man movies that are all just some pasty white spider-man why do we need that or like there was mm -hmm. the i don't know if you guys remember the donald glover for spider-man thing right and people were like wanting donald glover to be spider-man and there were other people who were like peter parker's white that's stupid you're the racist like yeah, yeah, you get in some weird conversations on the internet about this. Yeah, or like when uh, Idris Elba was cast as Heimdall in Thor, people were like, well, Heimdall is a Norse god, and they would have been white. Like, fuck you, dude. It's or a when he like, was in talks to be the next Bond. Is he the next Bond? God, I wish. I don't think so. But Okay, like, well, people were saying that he should be the next Bond. He should be. He just is James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he just is. Uh, yeah, like, James Bond is a white person. Like, well, fucking why? You know? Yeah. But, like, it just... This movie and, like, Into the Spider-Verse and Black Panther just, like, sort of made me reflect on a lot of the, like, how, especially as a... At this point, I'm an 18 to 35 white male, right? Literally all of media is directed at me. Mm. Like, I don't know. I sort of lost the thread there towards the end, but that's it. No, I think you Holy kept it. Holy shit, Idris Elba was a kickboxer. <laughs> <laughs> Are you surprised? No. Mm -hmm. See, here's the thing. I... <laughs> What's the thing, not Vicky? caring about uh, who was... So I didn't realize that I wasn't getting represented in media until I played Mass Effect for the first time until you actually were represented yes yeah <laughs> god it was such an eye-opener like holy shit where has this been yeah came out i was fucking ecstatic <laughs> uh, but yeah point is i didn't realize that i needed representation until i had it yeah until you got a, a taste of what i mean what i've had my yeah. whole life and it's why you have people on and the I internet i fucking love it 
dumbass white people on the internet like oh forced diversity oh blah 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 you're ruining my media (laughs) with your forced diversity there's no reason for blah 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 to be a blah 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 they were a white person why would you change it like fuck you dude Uh you still have 99% of media like it's still Mm -hmm. yours right like exactly like it doesn't hurt you that fucking the little mermaid is gonna be black right like who gives a shit?